Welcome to the Lunchroom Chatter Podcast. This is episode 19. Now, it's a lot. It's been a lot of crazy shit going on this week. A lot of fuck shit. You know, between shit going on with Lizzo, like I said, I am not bashing Lizzo. But we're going to have a discussion on Lizzo, R.I.P. the Juice World. And um, also, I was just checking out this article. There was a race in Savannah, Georgia. I believe it was this past weekend. A reporter, she was covering the race and... In the video, there was a runner. I'm pretty sure you guys may have seen it. There was a runner. He ran by her and he smacked and grabbed her ass and he kept running. And of course, she was in shock. Like, like, why the fuck would you grab my ass? Of course, she didn't say that. But her face said it all. We're talking about that. Also, in New York City right now, there's a trial going on for the death of six-year-old Zamir Perkins. Now, he was killed three years ago by his mother's abusive boyfriend and the mother also abused him but the child was ultimately beaten to death by the mother's abusive boyfriend so what i want to talk about is i want to talk about a woman who have kids but they are not fit to raise a child the child's own like biological father is a deadbeat so they seek out any other men who can be a father figure to the child whether the man is positive or not so today we're going to get to a lot of shit. This is Lunchroom Chatter Podcast, episode 19. Welcome back to Lunchroom Chatter Podcast. Again, this is episode 19. But first, I would like to say thank you to you guys who listen to this podcast because I get the notifications on Instagram or you guys listening to episodes, you guys sharing the episodes, you guys tagging your friends in the episodes. And like it really pays off because like the numbers are going up and up. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for sharing. And like the fact that like the part that makes me happy is a lot of you guys do it on your own. I drop an episode, you guys tune in, you guys find the parts that you feel relate to you, you guys share it on social media and like, so just thank you guys. I know it's right now, it's holiday season and I really appreciate you guys that really tune in and that listen because there are times when, you know, I might take a week or two before I drop a new episode and some of y'all hit me up like, yo, like, like, yo, when the fuck is the new episode coming? So the fact that a lot of you guys really do that like it makes me feel good about what I'm doing. It makes me feel good about obviously continuing the podcast because you guys are tuned in. You know, new listeners are coming every episode. Like everything is going great. But um, first, I'm going to talk about this week. The reporter in in Savannah, Georgia, she was um covering, I believe it was a a race, and you know she was doing her job covering the race. You know, people running by the camera as she spoke, they waving, you know, they doing hand signs, which was OK. Everybody seemed to be in a good mood. Everybody was in good spirits. Now, one guy came up, ran behind her, looked down at her ass and grabbed her ass. And then he kept running and like that shit amazes me. The fact that a man can see a woman doing her job. Look down at her ass clearly sexualizing her and then grab the ass now i am not knocking men who look at women because that is a human reaction men look at women women look at men 
But the fact that this guy took it upon himself to grab her, that shit is fucked up. And now come after the fact, because um, the video was, you know, was posted online. Of course, it went viral. You know, the reporter spoke out and said how she felt about it, how, you know, she was sexualized and how she feels humiliated both physically and mentally. And they found the guy. Because once the video goes viral, it's not hard to find out who someone is. They had his face on their clearest day. We can clearly see who the man is. So they found the guy and turns out the guy lived in Statesboro, Georgia. He's married. <laughs> this nigga is a married man who grabbed a woman's ass on live TV. Now, I'm not sure if he knew the camera was recording, but it was the way like the, the like he was so at ease grabbing this woman's ass. That lets me know this nigga ain't shit. He's not. And then the fact that I, I believe he put out a statement through his lawyer and the lawyer said something to the effect, to the effect of, you know, the fact that, you know, he meant no harm. He's a married man. He does a lot for his community. You know, we hope we can take the steps to rectify the situation. Nigga, the situation is only here because this nigga caused it. We have a reporter who is doing her job on live TV and reporting and a man who felt so entitled to that moment that he grabbed her ass. Now, I don't even want to imagine the shit he got when he went home and the video went viral and then his wife seen the video and she clearly seen her husband grabbing another woman's ass on live TV. Because I went to college in Statesboro, Georgia. That is a small town. The biggest thing there is the college, which is Georgia Southern University, which I went to and graduated from with my bachelor's degree in 2014. That is a small town. So the fact that this video has went viral and tens and millions of people have seen the video. I believe in the town, there's only one Walmart. It's like, it's, there's not much in Statesboro, Georgia. It's a small town. It's close knit. So anywhere he goes, people are going to look like, look at this fucking creep. This the motherfucker who's grabbing a woman ass on live TV. Now, I believe the police got involved. She said she didn't press charges yet, but based on her statement and how she felt humiliated, you know, both physically and mentally and how, you know, she's going to pursue something. I'm pretty sure charges are going to come eventually. And I, well, you know, I hope, I guess like the maximum time he can get for doing that shit. I hope he get it. That shit fucked up, but we're going to get into some other shit that people kind of think is fucked up. Now I posted a poll in my Instagram stories last night about Lizzo and I asked the question let me pull up my social media I said with the recent pics and videos do you think Lizzo is doing too much or is that 100% cool I put yes it's cool and the other you know solution was she needs to sit down 25% said yes it's cool and 75% said she needs to sit down now this poll is let me see this poll is from 
212 people voted in this poll and 25% said Lizzo need to sit her big ass down in 75 well 75% said that she need to sit her big ass down and 25% said yo it's cool I'm cool with it now like I don't have an issue with Lizzo you know loving her body and you know being confident and showing herself but what she did at that Lakers basketball game she crossed the line she was sitting courtside like if you've seen the game on TV like there's kids all around and she has on a shirt slash dress I don't know what it was and she had the, the whole ass part was cut out so every time she stood up and clapped every time you know she went to the bathroom as she was arriving to the arena as she was leaving her whole ass is out like literally there's a circle part on her ass and her whole big ass is out again i am not telling women how to dress i'm not telling women what to wear you know because a lot of y'all motherfuckers like making that up on social media why are you telling women what to wear you don't have the right as a man to tell women what to wear I'm not but um it's crazy how fast people turn on you because um about six or seven months ago like everybody loved Lizzo online Lizzo could do no wrong every time they posted a video of Lizzo singing of her twerking you know I see a lot of people in her comments Oh, like in the shade rooms comments oh Lizzo I love Lizzo do your thing Lizzo yeah big girl pride and now last night the shade room posted a video the same video they posted about five to six months ago like when Lizzo like when her star fame was was rising they posted the same video last night as a throwback and I went and I checked the comments out and some of the same people who I follow that was like, yo, Lizzo's the shit. She's doing her thing. I love you, Lizzo. Oh my, oh my, how things have turned. The same people who I follow, because you know, like when you go to a comment section, people you follow, like their comments pop up first. Like those are the first things you see. And I've seen some of the same people who was just like, for, let me go to the shade room comment. Like, like right now, I'm not going to say her name, but when this video was posted six to seven months ago this same girl was like Lizzo oh my god you could sing do your thing girl I love you Lizzo and now once the shade room posted this video last night again she commented annoying and overrated like bitch this is the same video the same exact video that was posted six to seven months ago <laughs> The same exact video that you lusted over. Somebody else said, can we cancel Lizzo? This well is annoying. Like, really? Like, it's crazy, like, how fast you can get on social media's bad side. Now, those of y'all who follow me on Instagram, you know, like, I'm constantly making fun of social media or, like, kind of, quote, unquote, speaking out against social media because a lot of people... They see social media as real life and they, you know, like they sometimes go above and beyond to get likes or to keep that attention 
on social media and that is what i feel a lot of celebrities do now lizzo her career is hot but she is not exempt from doing that shit from doing shit to seek out attention because the like like being hot in social well, well being hot you know mainstream now like it's not the way it once was years ago like in in 99 2000 even 2005 like when you're hot you're hot so it's like once you become hot back then you can be hot for two three four five six seven years you can be hot but now in 2019 you can be hot but then next week you're not hot no more so I know people see Lizzo and see, you know, the things she's doing where, you know, every single week she's posting a video naked or she's posting, you know, a picture of like her ass out. She's posting a picture of her titties with like emojis covering her nipples like this shit is going on like once a week. Now, my opinion is that 50 percent of this is done to stay relevant, to stay hot, because as long as people are talking about you, you're hot. Again, it's not like back in 1999 where like Cisco could come out and drop the thong song and then disappear. But Cisco is still hot because the thong song is still playing. It's not like that no more. You could drop a song, a hot song, and people like the song. But then six days later, they want new music, even though you just dropped the fucking song. Like that is how fast people move on these days. Again, nobody is exempt from trying to stay relevant, but Lizzo, she is going above and beyond. I mean, every single week she twerking, she naked. Like I understand I'm all for for body positivity. So do not take what I'm saying and flip it and say, you know, John, you, um, as a man, you can't tell women what to wear and all this bullshit. That's not what I'm saying. Now, I know some of you guys are going to do that anyway, because like I say, People wake up and they have a daily requirement to be mad at least four to five times a day before they can be satisfied. And what I'm saying right now just may fit into one of them times you you feel you should be mad. But Lizzo, I respect you. The body positivity. You're doing what you got to do. But next time you at a Laker game and you got kids and families sitting behind you don't you stand up and twerk your big ass lizzo i know you took a dna test but you're not 100 percent that bitch all the time but getting away from that juice world passed away now i'm not really familiar with his music i haven't listened to his music so i don't really know what he sung but the fact that i worked in the school district a year or two ago like I know who he is and the fact that kids love him and kids listen to his music, even adults. Now, right now, information is kind of vague because everything is fairly recent. But the story that well, that's out now is that he was flying from California to his hometown of Chicago. They got off the private jet and not too long after in Juice World. He had a seizure or he collapsed or whatever the case may be. And he started bleeding from his mouth. Now, ultimately, EMTs and 911, they were called. 
he was conscious as he was being helped. But once he was transported to the hospital, that's when he passed away. Now, information is coming out today regarding, you know, the fact that they found, like I believe it was over 40 bags of like sealed weed. They posted a picture of like what they found. They found like seven bottles of like, you know, high potent pills and shit. And last night, Jordan Lucas put out a statement on his social media. Let me pull up the statement. And like, it just hurts me the fact that people really see, you know, the youth dying now and just and think it's okay now and when i say people i'm not talking about about you or people as a whole i'm saying the youth because the youth is who i feel will be the most affected directly by what is going on because you know back when i was growing up it's like we seen our parents as as kind of like role models or people we listen to or people, you know, whose advice we took to heart. And it sucks, you know, what I'm about to say, but I feel like in 2019, the opinions of parents in regards to teenagers, it does not matter. A mother can tell her son, don't do drugs. It's bad for you. The teen is going to ignore whatever the mother just said. But if Drake says it, don't do drugs it's bad for you the teen is more than likely going to listen because a celebrity said it but if your mama say it in 2019 shut the fuck up we don't want to hear from the parent but if beyonce says hey you know eat an apple a day you're gonna be you're gonna see motherfuckers buying apples left and right in walmart but if your mama say eat an apple fuck an apple we're not eating no apples and like it's crazy just like the influence that that celebrities have in the world today and that is why i am so critical of what had what has been going on because the fact that these entertainers who kids look up to are dying at such a young age this is not the norm it's not the norm like nobody is going to convince me that you know kids dying at 21 at 17 at 23 at 25 at 19 that this is normal and Jordan lucas he said um juice world was 21 years old he was a product of our generation of rappers who glorified drugs and made it cool i am blaming y'all for this shit all that lean and pills niggas glorify and talk about you teaching the kids how to do it shaking my head you happy now r.i.p juice world gone too soon now as i said on well let me play y'all what i said on instagram this morning which is basically a direct reflection of this because like there's like a, a dangerous precedent that has been well that's been set on social media let me pull up what i said You know, R.I.P. to Juice WRLD, he passed away a couple of days ago. And yesterday, Jordan Lucas put out a statement, which I agree with, where he said, a lot of the new generation is to blame for his passing. Because what we do is we gravitate towards people that we see need help, that we see have a heavy addiction towards drugs, alcohol, 
or like whatever the case may be. And then when they pass away, we say RIP and we move on to the next person who needs help. But the, the catch is that anytime someone who is a celebrity says things such as, you know, t- telling someone, yo, go get help. You need help. Why are you doing this? What does social media do? Shut the fuck up. They tell these people who tell people to go seek help to shut the fuck up or they call them a hater. Like y'all know the shit social media does. This shit is it's crazy. It's like we take joy in seeing people die so we can say RIP and then move on to the next person who ultimately may pass away because when people speak out telling these people to get help, they get called a hater or they get told and that right there is what I feel is toxic about the generation. It's like you have people who care about some of these people when they are alive and still on earth. But like when these people speak out and say, hey, look, take this video down go seek help. I feel as if, you know, this is this is not something you should be doing. Like go read the comments. You see people all in the comments knocking the person for telling someone to go seek help or to be positive. And like that takes me back to when I was teaching it. Well, when I was working in the school district, you know, I was around kids every day. The kids like 15, 16, 17 years old. And they was asking me who I listened to. And like, I was naming old school rappers. Like, you know, I'm a fan of, you know, Eminem and Joe Budden Crooked Eye, like people like that who, have been rapping since, you know, the 90s or the 2000s. And they was telling me, oh, you know, my favorite rapper is like XXX Tentacion, Juice World, you know, Lil Peep. I like, you know, um, they was naming all the young, young thug. I like, you know, so-and-so. And like a lot of these artists, they are from the same ilk. And then I begin to speak to them about drug use. And um, they asked me, have I ever done drugs? And I said, no. Because back then I was 27 years old And I said I'm 27 I've never done drugs I've never drank I've never smoked I've never popped pills Nothing And one of the kids said to me Oh you must have been boring as shit When you was back in middle school or high school And like that right there lets me know Now of course he is not speaking for all All young people But the fact that You know In his mind you didn't you don't drink you don't smoke you don't do no pills you've never done it you must have been boring as shit like that is scary and that is and well again like of course celebrities like they don't sign up you know to quote unquote be role models but once you step into the public eye like you are now a role model whether you like it or not like i said people who are popular especially amongst the youth they influence everything from what people wear from what they eat from like what kind of tv shows they like even how they you know how they dress you know how they treat people and it's crazy but celebrities they have that like that is something that they control now like every single like like you see in new york city every single winner like what is the joke like everybody wears Timberland boots, Yankees hats. But if Drake came out today and said, yo, we're not wearing Timberland boots no more. Go buy these new Skechers. Of course, at first, people going to be like, what? We're not wearing Timberland We wearing Skechers? 
But if more and more people listen and they start wearing Skechers, Skechers, they like everything is going to take off. You're going to see everybody and their mama wearing some new fucking Skechers and the stock of Timberland is going to fall. All because someone as powerful and as massive as Drake said it. That's why when you see or like you listen to music and you see a lot of these young people rapping about, you know, I do Zans, I pop perk, da, 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 da. I do this, I do that, got some lean in my cup. It's like it's scary because the youth healed like they hear this shit. And of course, in 2019, in regards to social media, people love doing what they feel is popular, what they feel is going to get them likes what they feel is going to get them clout or etc and like this is what they follow like i said juice world rest in peace to juice world i didn't follow his music but like i like i knew who he was in the fact that he was a big artist amongst the youth even among, even among adults like people love juice world they love this music and the fact that this young man has passed away at the young age of 21. It's sad. And I know, of course, he may have been going through things. You know, everybody has their demons. And what he was doing may have may have been, you know, his way of coping. But it's sad because 21 should be the beginning of someone's life. It should be the start of who you are becoming as an adult. It should not be the end of your life. So rest in peace to Juice World. I send my condolences out to his friends, his family, his fans. And it's sad that someone at the age of 21 years old is now sitting in the morgue awaiting burial. It's sad. It's sad. Like like I said, I, I wasn't a big fan of his, but the fact that this young man was 21, 21 years old, like... The man should, he should have, he should have lived till he was 70, 80, 90 years old to where he can think back and reflect on everything he done, you know, everything he did at the age now of 21 and how much he improved, how much he grew. And he should be able to look back and reflect on his career and, and just see, you know, the great transformation from someone who was 21 and engaging in certain things to how much he had matured as the as the years and the decades went on and the fact that this young man can't do that you know it's sad but r.i.p the juice world man but we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna come back this is the lunchroom chatter podcast we speaking about this crazy instagram video that that's going around right now and i'm also i want to speak real quick on what happened to six-year-old Zamir Perkins because right now this trial is going on in New York City. So stay tuned. This is the Lunchroom Chatter Podcast. Motherfuckers, welcome back to the Lunchroom Chatter Podcast. Man, I was just on Instagram and I was watching a fucking video of a woman who showed up at Piedmont Hospital in Atlanta, Georgia to fight somebody who she had beef with. Now, fighting in a hospital is already kind of fucking stupid. And just, the shit makes no sense. But this woman had her friend record her beating this girl's ass inside the fucking hospital. 
And I feel like this, and I look, like I know I say it every week, but why do people who engage in criminal or stupid ass activity, why do they record they shit? Why? If you are showing up at a hospital to fight someone who you have beef with, like why the fuck would you post the video your face is inside the video, clear as day, and then the dumbass posted the video to her social media account, which people could, can go to and see. We can see all your pictures. We know how you look. Like, this shit makes no sense. So she showed up at the hospital. I guess whoever she had beef with was laying in the hospital bed naked under the hospital gown. She showed up. She said a couple words to the, um, to the female, and she beat her ass. But then she had her friend record the video and then the woman posted, um, she posted the video to her social media account with the caption, pulling up on the opposition in Piedmont Hospital. Like this is why I have never engaged in criminal activity. And even if I was to get so down in my life financially to where people ask me to rob a bank, I probably wouldn't rob a bank. I'm about 99.9% sure I would not rob a bank and about 80% of it is because people are fucking stupid. Like, can you imagine going to rob a bank with, 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 um, a group of people you get inside the bank and then two out of the four people who, who you are robbing the bank with are on Instagram live recording the fucking bank robbery. Like the shit makes no sense. As I say every week, I understand that we live in a society where if I don't record it, then it's not happening. So the fuck what? If you are engaging in criminal activity that can put you or other people behind bars for a long time, if not for life, why the fuck are you recording this shit, posting it to your page and making it 50 times easier to be found. Like, I don't understand like the, the logic of people. And I feel like social media has completely warped reality to where people believe that real life is social media. And it's not social media is a fantasy of what we would like people to believe about us. That shit is not real. And I wish I knew this bitch's name cause she fucking stupid. But she is the, the dumbass of the week. The dumbass of the month. Again, you pull up at a hospital to fight someone who you have beef with. You record yourself and you post the video to your page so police and authorities can easily go to your page and see how you look. I don't get it, man. But let's get into the... Um, I hate to end this podcast off on a sad note, but... um. This right here is, I want to talk a little bit about the death of six-year-old Zamir Perkins. As I said in the intro, six-year-old Zamir Perkins was killed by his mother's abusive boyfriend. She abused him as well, but the final straw was when I believe he, he defecated, he took a shit in the corner of the living room and he was beaten, he was waterboarded by his mom's boyfriend who then took the shower rod down in the bathroom after waterboarding him and beat him to death.
But it was what the mother did after he died that just completely, it shocked me. So after, after her boyfriend beat her son to death, six-year-old Zamir Perkins, she did her makeup. She gave the boy a bath. She gave the dead six-year-old boy a bath. She did her makeup. And this is what she said on the stand. She said, I did my makeup because before I took him to the hospital, I wanted to make sure I look nice. I'm very self-conscious about how I look when I go outside. She said at that point, she had already figured out that he was probably dead. And the way in which she checked was, since this is not the first time, you know, that she's beat him or her boyfriend had beat her son. She said what she normally does is every time she thinks he's playing dead, she tells him that she is about to smack him in the face. And she said that normally when she says that he jumps up and says he was playing. So this time she made that threat saying that she was going to smack him in the face. And the young child did not get up. And this hurts because, like I said, my son is four years old. Those of y'all who have heard this podcast from the beginning, you guys have hit me up about, you know, my son or about, you know, you guys as kids. And we've had discussions. So the fact that a six year old boy can endure this kind of pain, this kind of torment, like at home, at home. And it reached the point to where, you know, the boy was acting out in school. You know, he was misbehaving. And the teacher, this is her words. She said that she used to call home to speak to the child's mother about why he was misbehaving in school and the fact that he was always hungry. And that goes back to the punishment because the mother admitted that there had been many times when if the child had went to school and had misbehaved or had done something that he was not supposed to do, Sometimes his punishment was he was not to receive food or water that whole day until he went to school and behaved again. Only then can this six-year-old child receive food and water. Again, this is not me making making up anything. This is her own words. And that right here is like the more sad part. And then if you guys have been following the case, because as I said, the case is on trial right now. Like her boyfriend, he is not, he's not a small guy. This nigga's big. This nigga's bulky. This nigga is muscle bound. So to have that man stand over your six year old child. And now when the person that was, you know, talking to her on stand on the stand and questioning her asked did you think it was okay that your boyfriend had abused your son waterboarded him and beat him with a shower rod because he took a shit in the living room corner was that okay her reply was i don't think it was right for my son to use the bathroom in the living room Like, that is your fucking answer? Your six-year-old child 
was beaten to death, waterboarded like he was some Iraqi fucking terrorist. And your reply was, well, I don't think he was right. He took a shit in the... Really, bitch? This is someone you had the duty to protect. This man was not his father. And I feel like that dives into a deeper point because she admitted on the stand that she was not ready or fit to become a parent. She said she had issues. She was in and out of the shelter. And... She just felt as if she was not, you know, ready to raise a child. And this man came along. And she's seen this man as a positive, you know, father figure for her child or someone who can spend time with him. This is what she said. She said she's seen she's seen him as a man who maybe can step up and be in her child's life. But my point is that this man, like before the child even passed away, there was a long history of abuse, you know, towards the child. And the mother had been abusing the child even before he came along. And that is the most fucked up part. So the fact that you that you're even abusing your child in the first place, but then you have a man come along who is not this child's father. Step right in. To continue what you have already been doing and then to escalate what you have already been doing. That shit is fucked up. Like a six-year-old child, he's innocent. Now, I understand as a kid, as a child, he may act out. He may do things that he is not supposed to be doing. But to take a shower rod down from the bathroom and beat the child with it. To turn the faucet on in the tub and waterboard a six-year-old child. That shit is fucking heartless. And like, it makes me think about my own son and someone doing that to my child at six years old. And like, it's sad and like, it's like, it's tough to even think about. Because all that child wanted at six years old was probably love, someone to care for him, someone to watch out for him, someone, you know, to just spend time with him and make him feel as if he matters. And the fact that he passed away and, you know, had not even had been blessed with the chance to start his life. That shit is sad, man, but. Like I said, I'm going to follow this case through to the end because um, I'm I'm curious right now as to what as to what the mom's sentence would be. I'm pre- because I'm pretty sure the father, well, not the father. I'm pretty sure the, the mother's boyfriend is going to do a long time in jail, if not life. But the fact that the mother decided to testify against him in the hopes of a reduced sentence I mean, I really hope she does not get five to 10 years or like something so fucking small. Well, she probably won't because she's black, but I hope she goes away for a long time because she is not fit to be a parent and she is just a terrible fucking human being. So as I always say, you know, I hope you guys love one another. Hope you guys stay safe. 
And again, it is holiday season. Just take the fact to step back and appreciate the fact that you are still here. Because there are many people who who came into 2019 with high hopes, with dreams, and who had long-term visions who are no longer on earth. So the fact that you are listening to this podcast, that you are still here, and that you are still breathing, just take a step back and just, just be thankful. But this is the Lunchroom Chatter Podcast, episode 19. I love you guys. Stay tuned in. Keep sharing the podcast and keep staying positive. I love you guys. Stay safe.